0: Welcome to the soul to early Sports Card Podcast, where 100% of donations go directly to my wallet. That's Kai Patricelli, I'm Afraid of Spiders, and this is episode 3 of the soul to early Podcast. Kai, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty good. We survived uh, two episodes. We haven't been canceled or anything.
0: No, we survived two attempts at me doing the intro, uh, which is the only part that I'll redo if I fuck it up. So, two attempts, two episodes completed zero cancellations i'm okay with that
1: it's a good start you can't really ask for better than that
0: no man not at all so anyway kai what's on your mind
1: well if you really want to know um i feel like basketball is by far the best regular season sport i mean i can just sit there all day and watch it
0: i mean i'll give you that basketball is a lot of fun to watch it's very interactive But what I will say is there's nothing better than NFL Sunday. You know, Monday Night Football is hit or miss. Thursday Night Football has been trash mostly. But Sundays, football, like, it's just, you can't beat it.
1: That's the thing, though. It's Sundays and Mondays and one game on Thursday. Yeah. Basketball's every night.
0: It's true. I mean, you know, week-to-week basis, I think you have a good point. But if I'm talking about, like, one singular experience – it's it's NFL it's NFL Sunday. It's Scott Hansen, red zone, just like leave me alone for seven to ten hours and like that's all I want to do on a Sunday afternoon is just watch football.
1: That's fair. Um yeah. I would also say uh cards are kind of getting fun again. I mean, things are going down a little bit in price, which isn't the end of the world, but you don't have to stress about like doing these crazy deals. You can kind of buy what you know, buy what you like, and work on that. Getting back to the basics.
0: Well, here's the thing too, is that you and I, Kai, are very intelligent when it comes to trading cards and understanding this as a business. You and I never overextended ourselves. We've always, I imagine, been financially savvy and have bought and spent and traded what we could afford. We didn't ever buy anything on credit. We didn't buy anything we couldn't afford to keep if something went wrong. And we're not really hurting. I know of a lot of people that thought this would go up forever and are really getting their ass kicked. And I don't feel as bad as I probably should. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, so you, yeah. you and I have
0: the same thought uh, about baseball now. Fuck it. Who cares? The no Yankees one cares. got swept by the Astros. I, I mean, you know, they're simply the better team. I'll give them credit. Uh, as a Yankee fan, I hate the Astros, and that's not shocking. But you are the better team. You deserve to be in the World Series. Congratulations. I will be watching no baseball. Don't really care about the Phillies. Definitely don't want the Astros to win. So I'm rooting for a space meteor. So you know what? That's what I'm hoping for. What else you got going on? (laughs) Uh, We also have uh, the first uh, show that we've done since the Sol Early podcast started. Nashville. I'm going to be in Nashville over the weekend. So at the date of recording, this is 1025. The show is um, this weekend. So what is that? Like 1028
1: to 1030, like whatever it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I said that in like fucking numerical numbers, October 28th to October 30th. I'll be in Nashville set up. Super excited to be there. Um, It's my second time going. The first time was right before the national. Um, It was also competing with Dallas. And I actually had a pretty good show, which is why I wanted to go back. I think it had a lot of things going against it um, with, you know, AC being so close, like 10 days away and Dallas, same weekend, and I still had a good show. So why not give it, you know, the full experience um, where nothing else is really competing against it. So I'm excited to kind of try it out again and give my honest thoughts, I guess, uh, next week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't got to go to Nashville yet, but I've heard pretty solid things. I mean, have you ever been to? Have ever been as just like
0: but. a person, not as like a card collector? I haven't. Nashville's fun. I actually really enjoy it. Um, what I had, what I did last time was I took my girlfriend there for five days and you know, made a little vacation. Um, I like that vibe. It was just like, you know, maybe if you don't, if you're not a huge like party or drinker, you're not gonna have as much fun. But just like exploring a new city, like it's very walkable. I I really enjoyed, you know, just being out there, seeing Nissan Stadium was kind of cool because like you could walk to it from
1: like their main street. It was just awesome. So I, I really I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. You can have a good little balance. You don't have to be stressed about cards the whole time.
0: No, that and balance is super important. Like I've noticed since This podcast started since I got back into YouTube for myself, making content like my thoughts on cards and like my day to day, like thinking about trading cards is much lower, but I've never been happier. Like this is such a good like release of like positive knowledge and information. Like it makes me feel better about trading cards as a whole every time I get a chance to make this episode or make this podcast, I should say. So really just super positive feelings right now about everything we're doing.
1: Couldn't agree more. Um, why don't we jump into some NFL?
0: Oh, so all the good thoughts have uh, have disappeared. So I wrote down some very shocking things. Not the Celtics missing the playoffs, which was meant to be mostly a joke. Uh, but we do have some shocking things here. The first thing I want to talk about is just the absolute disarray of like these QB investments And performance. And the ironic thing is, I wrote this before Mac Jones got benched. So you can add another one to that list of players who have not performed up to expectations Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Mac Jones. Trey Lance gets a pass because of injury, but you can throw Trey Lance in there um who are other quarterbacks justin herbert's not playing super duper well it's very interesting how like these high profile quarterbacks just did not meet expectations up to this point in the season so far and you're really seeing it affect people's bottom bottom line uh when they're selling trading cards it's very crazy like if you're not josh allen justin uh josh allen jalen hurts or uh mahomes type you're probably right now
1: yeah even those guys are kind of hurting Cause the entire floor of the quarterback markets down. Yeah. So kind of just slowly is dragging even the top guys down. I would say, I mean, I'll give you but, credit. You bought Daniel yeah. Jones
0: like before the season, I did. I mean, giants is his fan.
1: stuff even like up though?
0: It's, it's kind of up. I saw like an NTRPA, like a napkin patch doing two K. I'm like, that's cool. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Wow. But I, I don't know if he's the guy until the giants give him a contract, whether it's franchise tag or a long-term extension. I would have buy a Daniel Jones card. I just don't know what's gonna happen to him.
1: I, I think he's is he, is he a free agent? He's yeah. gonna be he's gonna have um he was 19, right?
0: Yeah, 2019. So they can give him a franchise tag. Um, but theoretically, I guess he could go be a free agent. It's not gonna happen. Um I think the tag's gonna be something like 22 or 30 million dollars is one of the differences. I think the fifth yeah. year option was like 22 million, maybe the franchise tag is thirty, whatever the numbers exactly were. So it's like worth the gamble to do that if you're the Giants front office and it's it's worked out. Um, but I would be very shocked if he is not the quarterback next year. But beyond that point is kind of like what's apprehensive of, of me as like a Giants fan to go buy him.
1: I was gonna say really quickly, as a Giants fan, do you th- would you rather them tag slash uh fifth year slash short extension, or would you rather them use their pick on a quarterback?
0: They they gotta they have to give him another year. Like everything again, everything against Daniel Jones has kind of been mitigated by Brian Dable, and I'm really shocked. Like he is not turning the ball over nearly as much. His wide receiver core is really bad, but like he's still performing well, and they're you know a clutch team. Um, I don't know if he is the guy who can lead you to a Super Bowl, but I know that the Giants are better with him today uh, than they would be with like a random rookie quarterback tomorrow. So give him another year. And, you know, if he wants to bet on him himself, go for it. If he wants a short two or three year extension, sure. But I don't think you're going to see a four or five, six year deal for Daniel Jones uh, right now. He he's definitely earned the opportunity to be the starter moving forward. But is that next year? Is that two years, three years, anything beyond that point is kind of like, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll play it by year, but my uh my biggest takeaway is holy shit, what are the Seahawks? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> Dude, I I
0: guess it was it was Russell Wilson. It, I, P. Carroll was not the problem in Seattle. Um, they are what four and three now?
1: Well, like- yeah, you, you break this down. First of all, they trade Russell Wilson. Yep. They get what two first round picks and other uh, ones, I can one first round pick right
0: now. They got Noah Fant, Drew Locke, yeah, and picks. We just call it that. You know, A whatever. lot of picks. Yeah.
1: So they get him send send him to the Broncos for yep. all these things. They basically cripple the Broncos. Now the Broncos suck. We won't even Correct. Won't even get there. Sorry, Shane. They then cr- they then crush the draft like absolutely crush the draft. Get probably top three corner in the draft and like the third fourth round and Tariq Woolen. Then, now they're winning one of the hardest divisions that everyone thought would be in the NFL. Like, who saw this coming? No, I dude, I
0: don't think the most optimistic uh, Seahawks fan could have told you they would be, you know, looking as good as they did right now. I think they expected Drew Locke or Geno Smith to be what we thought they were. Uh, and then looking at, like, another top five pick, and it's going to be anything but, which is crazy. Like, mad props
1: to Seattle. Yeah insane i forgot to mention geno smith too the dude's killing it
0: geno smith is killing it i mean card wise i know he's up but i think a lot of people are
1: just like all right yeah like
0: we're we're not this stupid he's not uh yeah, no, no one's
1: gonna be throwing the house on geno but
0: i mean you know people were dumping the house on sam ellinger on like his immaculate stuff i i actually did check i was curious um what products he was in i think he's in mosaic immaculate he's prism and- And I think some prism, it's it's very interesting. He doesn't have a ton of autographs, so like you can only pump so high. Uh, but his stuff, like I saw an immaculate auto, either to ninety nine or to twenty-five, a sticker auto for like five hundred bucks. I'm like, Yeah, fuck. I saw that.
1: Someone posted on Instagram.
0: Yeah. It's like all right, yeah, we're still stupid, so that's not a shock.
1: Um, I guess I kind of touching on what you said about these quarterbacks. The the Packers and Bucks, they didn't they're not like tanking for the first pick but they're both three and four and i don't think anyone really saw that coming like what do you what do you thinking you're supposed to do with these tom brady and rogers cards like short term dude wait just
0: right wait now. it out um i think that we've seen uh worse teams come back to be respectable and later in the season and i'm never gonna bet against tom brady rogers you can make a conversation about like yeah you know he's missing the Adams and Lazard is now going to be out for a little bit, I believe. So I would be more uh, afraid if you're a Packers fan. But I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. Like he is the go for a reason. And even if he has to drag this team to nine and eight or or ten and seven, I, I really think that he can do that. um It might take someone getting fired. It might take like a real shakeup. But I would not bet. About, I would not bet against Tom Brady in any way, shape, or form because we all know better than that
1: you think tom's a buy in the coming weeks until they i mean listen a if, I can get a good,
0: if i can get a good tom brady card for for cheap i'm not going to complain like i've always kind of been a believer in more established players than just like random prospects but that's kind of just my thing um you know i i see it as as a buying opportunity in a way but i know that if i buy a tom brady card it's pretty and a and and someone wants it, I'm going to move it. So it's just about like how liquid is this type of player. And Tom Brady is always going to be a liquid player because he is, I would say, unarguably the GOAT. Some people would argue that he's he's not because of Joe Montana or just like, you know, whatever else fucking argument you want to make. I think you're wrong, but Tom Brady is one of the most liquid players in football. And I, I would, I would buy him.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone's necessarily um, fire-sailing Tom Brady cards, but definitely no. something to take a look at.
0: But what you should be fire selling is the 2022 NFL draft class in terms of cards because it's going to be brutal. I'm sorry. Kenny Pickett is not the guy right now. And even if he ends up being good, even if he ends up being great, one player cannot carry in a draft class in terms of products. Malik Willis might be nothing. Like there was a reason why he fell to the third round. And in limited action, he obviously he's not done anything. So I'm not I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying like there's not anything to prove that he can be starting of a quarterback. And that's what really matters in terms of these products. You can't justify these prices. You know, we talked about it on episode one when immaculate um N T came out and a Kenny Pickett two-color or three-color RPA sold for basically the price of a box, and that's supposed to be the best guy. Um, you will see a lot of products come down in price, especially when the good shit comes out. NT, flawless, immaculate, all these good optic prism, whatever, all these good products people actually want. You're not going to be able to justify these insane prices in the past because the quality of these players, in terms of collecting and flipping and whatever, is so shit, and... I'm just saying, like, be ready for a very rude awakening, and don't buy into the hype of these uh, breakers or influencers, let's call them, who are going to try and sell you uh, crap. Because you know what, yeah, that George pick and NTRPA or whatever you get is not going to be worth anything, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I don't think two or three good receivers and two or three good running backs is going to be able to carry no. like a box class I- like that.
0: And Brees Hall just tore his ACL and that was looking yeah. he was looking phenomenal. And it's unfortunate probably
1: offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean he was he definitely healthy. Up there. Him or Olave. But yeah, I don't I don't think you can do it without one or two like starting franchise quarterbacks. Like yep. now, when's the last time we've had that? 2013?
0: Uh 2013, yeah. So basically it's it's you, you can't compare the two because what trading cards are now is nothing like it was in 2013, and even then, ironically enough, Geno Smith, if you held him for nine years, is finally making you some
1: money. So go figure. I guess you can throw like 2016, but I mean, even then, Wentz and Golf are like playing good for a few but years. Also, I
0: mean. Golf at least made a Super Bowl, so you had a time to sell. And Wentz, Wentz was going to be an MVP if had he had he, had he not torn his ACL. So there were good selling opportunities within like a traditional timing. You know, uh, Eagles won the Super Bowl, what twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, and Goff yeah. made it the following year or two. So there was an opportunity to sell. I don't even see that opportunity at all for these teams uh, at the moment. So sorry, Titans fans, Steelers fans, whatever. It's it's going to look uh kind of brutal for a little bit.
1: I think the main problem is since there's no like first and second overall quarterback picks like those two. Yep. People are trying to make these third rounders priced at what those first and second round picks would be initially. And that's which not, not going to happen. Well. Yeah.
0: And so. and that's the issue too, is like, this is actually like, there are some talented players in here so far that we've seen, but they're wide receivers, offensive linemen, deep D <laughs> backs, tight ends, whatever positions are they, yeah. yeah, they're not quarterbacks, which means they won't sell. And, you know, we could talk about how there's white noise in the hobby. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. dude. the linebacker. Who's a rookie. Who's pretty good. Fucking will have maybe two products, and no one will care about them. It doesn't matter. And you just have to accept that. Like, it's just white noise, and this is a perfect instance of, like, you just got to be smarter than uh, the influencers around you trying to tell you otherwise.
1: I was going to bring up Matt Ryan getting benched, but I don't think I have the heart to do it.
0: I, I I'm sorry to tell you that while Matt Ryan should retire, he's not going to, cause the man's getting paid $12 million this year and next year. So, uh, uh
1: more. Well, probably about the Colts, but he, he's making, he has a $35 million cap hit next year.
0: Dude. Good for it. He's my hero. I wish I could have been yeah. just enough to make the NFL like chase Daniels. Like made like forty million dollars or something for playing like oh under like I think through under hundred passes or two hundred passes in the NFL, dude's making bank. He's my hero. Like guys, go go invest in Chase Daniels. Like please, if there's one person to go buy, go buy the guy who is living the dream.
1: But yeah, not, I think it's I um, should not pretty, financial
0: advice or whatever.
1: Pretty clear <laughs> tank by the Colts. I don't know. I just feel like Ellinger does not give you a better chance to win than Matt Ryan or Nick Foles. No, Bridges and and.
0: I think the culture tank. I think, dude. I think Jonathan Taylor should be traded like as soon as possible. Like you saw what McCaffrey got, and Jonathan Taylor is arguably better. He's younger. He's on a better deal, I believe. So
1: he's on his rookie deal, I think. Still
0: maximize the maximize the picks you can get out of him. You know, I would trade him Pittman Jr. Anyone of anyone and anyone of value. I don't I know if you tomorrow. can trade
1: Pittman. I would
0: trade, dude. I would trade every single person I could.
1: But like, why?
0: Because the Colts you need are
1: some pieces to build around.
0: Sure, but by the time you build around a rookie quarterback, unless you want to go get Ryan Tannehill next year or something stupid, uh, you're not gonna be good and you're gonna be paying these players a bunch of money anyway. Especially Taylor. No matter what, Jonathan well, Taylor yeah. in my mind should be traded. But I gotta take you. Quentin Nelson. No, I would keep Quentin Nelson. You gotta you gotta keep the off the line of the guys you actually respect. So what you
1: know. about Darius Leonard. I don't know what he's worth. You know what I mean? Like, like he what, just got paid. I'm not sure. But like
0: cool. what could you get for him on the open market? You know what I, don't I mean? Know, he's been so,
1: hurt. I would be shocked if he couldn't get a second or third rounder for him. He's pretty solid when he's healthy, but
0: I mean, that's the issue. Is he healthy? And is the team going to pay you that, you know, if you're getting offered third, fourth, fifth round picks for a guy like Darius, I don't know you keep him. but you know, if you get someone who's a little desperate, who gives you a second round pick, you take that every day and you laugh your ass off. But it also yeah, of it, it all depends, man. NFL trades are so weird.
1: Like, My Colts um, Super Bowl pick is dead. Yeah,
0: Colts, Colts are not making the Super Bowl. But uh, all it takes is one team to overpay. Um, a couple of years ago, the Patriots traded for Muhammad Sanu, I believe, or Kenny Britt. It was one like a round one? pick yeah. from us. Yeah, it was, it was, it was overpaid Please for them. them. And, and then uh, I think that was the same offseason or the following offseason was not Hop got traded, and he got traded for much less. So it yep. all depends. Someone's going to overpay, someone's not. And if you get the maximum value,
1: go for it. Anything else you want to hit on?
0: No, I think – well, we're going to hit on something else going to annoy some people uh, about a quarterback who we did touch upon for a minute. Uh, but, oh, God,
1: we are Justin going – Justin Herbert.
0: Dude, I don't know. Justin Herbert is – let me make this clear first. I like Justin Herbert a lot. I think he's very talented. I think the Chargers are cursed, and I think it's starting to come out on Herbert um, because Keenan Allen's now hurt. Mike Williams is now hurt. Um, Allen might be back after the bye. I think Mike Williams is supposed to be out for a couple weeks. So good luck.
1: JC Jackson just tore J.C. Out Jackson his knee. Even though ruptured his Achilles something else, or something. Maybe. Yeah,
0: he, he he's out for the season. He's he's.
1: Yeah, he kind of sucked though. A dude,
0: he was a Charger, so therefore he was either going to suck or be bad. A or huge deal
1: and then sucked.
0: Yeah, I mean I it happens, that. but Herbert is interesting, and I like Herbert a lot. However. You have given me the list of quarterbacks here, and you're gonna ask me if I'd rather have Justin Herbert or this player. And based on what you wrote here, it's either overall card value wise and real life. So I'm it's going, like an
1: overall stock.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of these are not shocking. Um, but I'm gonna jump right into it. So your first one is Justin Herbert or Josh Allen. It's Josh Let me Allen. This. I don't Let me have to this. justify that.
1: I tried to make this in order from most obvious to kind of tougher, if you could tell.
0: I know this is a good one. So the next one, we'll make it easy. Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes.
1: Mahomes. I'm going to take Mahomes. No
0: shit. This is the first tough one. Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts. I will give credit to the Eagles. However, I want Justin Herbert.
1: Correct. I agree.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, this one is also easy as well. Justin Herbert or Tua. Give me Justin Herbert. Yep. Uh, that one is, in my opinion, super duper easy.
1: Yeah, as I think far, those two, real quick. I think those two, if you just flip flop Herbert for either one of them, those teams are better. Yeah. In my opinion. 100%. So, uh,
0: These next two are easy as well. Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. I fucking hate Trevor Lawrence. I think he's overhyped. And while I showing promise this year, uh, it's Justin Herbert as a
1: slam dunk. I think they're pretty similar, honestly. Really? Not that not that I would take Lawrence over him, but like as a quarterback prospect, I would say they're pretty similar. I mean, I, they I have similar. Uh,
0: I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence at all. I don't know what his ceiling is. Uh, maybe it's a Kirk Cousin type. I'm not saying same play style. I'm saying like stats wise. Um, but I just don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the guy but well you gotta we are... think
1: like the jags they're they're a little competitive this year and oh, he's jags still are... his top receiver his top receivers are christian kirk zay jones and marvin yeah whatever and marvin and you jones know what still...
0: Trevor lawrence has also significantly improved however what is the ceiling and and calling him a kirk cousin type's career is not an insult kirk cousins is a very good quarterback yep, i agree yeah you, know, you can say that he sucks in prime time and that's that's definitely a conversation just talking about numbers wise, Kirk Cousins has always been a top quarterback, top ten, top twelve, whatever. But he's been a good to great quarterback. And while he might not lead you to the Super Bowl, he is a quality NFL player, and that's not a slight. So, you know, if, if Trevor Lawrence gets to that level, I would be
1: impressed. I just don't see it. Yeah, I could see it like a Matt Ryan type.
0: Oh yeah, f- fucking of course you could. All right, shocker. All right, All right let me we,
1: let me preface let me preface this one. Yeah. yeah. So the next one's Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, fuck Deshaun Watson. Is, absolutely not. No. But no, hear me out. Hear me out. This is nope. off suspension. <laughs> nope. We're good to go. He's playing. Nope.
0: nope. Would not, absolutely. I would not buy another Deshaun Watson card my entire life. Like, I'm just over it. Like, piece just of shit. Of bing, you don't, he'll be good. I just, oh, dude, he's not played in over two years. I just do not trust him at all as an NFL player. And I also don't trust him as a person. I think he's a real piece of shit. Like, I would not. If I was an NFL team that was not the Cleveland Browns, I would make sure he's not my quarterback ever again.
1: Yeah, I thought it would be closer, but I would definitely take Herbert as well. It's it's part.
0: definitively no for me. I like, you know, there's very few quarterbacks. The last, the last
1: two is where it gets tight.
0: This is interesting. Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson. I'm going with Lamar. I know he's kind of slowed down a little bit over the last month. However, I've seen him improve as a passer. Um, this might be something I regret in like three or five years, uh. But right now, I think Lamar Jackson takes me closer to a Super Bowl than uh, Justin Herbert. And if I'm building my team from the ground up, I can build around Lamar Jackson and make sure to excel or make sure I heighten his abilities and lower any potential shortcomings. So I want, I want Lamar.
1: So yeah, Lamar was drafted. What one or two years before Herbert? Uh, I think he's 2017, so two years. No, he was 18 because 2018, okay. Was 17, okay. So
0: 2018 then. was
1: Herbert 20 or 19. Uh, Herbert was 20, 2019. Right? Was that? Eh, I- it could be
0: 2020. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter. I don't know.
1: Well, my point was that Lamar is only a year older than Herbert. I think people might think he's a little bit older than that, but he's 25. Herbert's 24, and I yeah, I would well, go Lamar, Lamar is- as well.
0: Lamar is. Like, super-duper young. Like, I think uh, he was younger than, like, some guys who we drafted, like, last year, too, so.
1: He's the same age as the Tennessee quarterback. Uh, oh, shit. Like, the actual, like, college of Tennessee? Or? Hendon or Hooker, whatever his name is. I don't watch
0: college football. I don't care.
1: Like he, He's, like, top three in Heisman, but that's so he's the same age as that guy. Go figure. But, yeah. Lamar, I'm definitely taking Lamar here. I, I mean, give him some better receivers, his run game. I just think it's not really that close, but...
0: Now, this one I think is – there's no wrong answer here. It's Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. There's no incorrect answer here. I mean, ironically enough, I'm going to take Burrow only because of Jamar Chase. uh, In that situation, they made the Super Bowl. And while uh, I don't know if they're going to be returning to the Super Bowl this year, I really like what the Bengals are doing offensively. If I'm starting an entire team – I can be convinced to take Justin Herbert, but i if I'm taking like their current situations as it stands, give me Joe Burrow.
1: I'm taking Burrow, too. I just think he's kind of like – he's just a winner. He wins. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen, it's – that one is super neck and neck. I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Um, I love both quarterbacks, but I think Burrow does get the
1: edge for me. So, yeah was a little fun new segment that we can do sometimes i don't know yeah i think, think
0: dude i i will uh, my best friend and i will go to like eagles games every now and again because like he's an eagles fan and i fucking don't care like i've realized this in cards too because as you step into the higher end i care less about like the yankees and the giants and whatever else i don't it doesn't matter to me i just want to benefit financially and have fun so like i'll go to random football basketball baseball games whatever and my friend who will drive and like hang out like loves the Eagles. So it makes it easy. We'll play this game like for hours on the, on the road over. And this is a very easy and like understandable way of like comparing gut reactions to, Hey, is this player better than this? And putting the spin on with cards.
1: Yep. If there's anyone uh, you guys want to see us do in a future episode, feel free to drop it in a comment.
0: Also make sure that any death threats about saying anything bad about Justin Herbert, please DM to me individually.
1: Thank you. Yes, private, please. Yes. Uh, moving on. NBA, first week is over. Second week just started. Um, what are you thinking?
0: So I have two notes here. I have card thoughts and I have on the court wise. Uh, my card thoughts are a little more uh, fleshed out. My on the court thoughts are a little bit surface level. So Kai, what would you want to talk about first?
1: Um, we can start card wise, I guess. I mean, I only had two two little points here they kind of correlate off each other but cool first one's like this is everything everything but Giannis. i feel like is going down exponentially every week
0: it it's very interesting to me how people are panicking so hard um on everything except for Giannis. i don't really get it i would buy lebron james if i could and like buy the rare shit they don't see every day um, but in my opinion and in my mind, I'm just going to wait, like sitting on the sidelines right now financially and just like kind of waiting it out and like flipping the cards you already have and selling and, and buying and trading like, wait, I'm just, I'm just really waiting it out because, um, on all last week, there was a 2004, 2005 limited logo LeBron James, BGS 9510 that I put a bid on, uh, and had last sold for 56 K. I bid 33k. It sold for 36. And that could be influenced by other ones running on PWCC. There were two other limited logo LeBron's running from the same year, AB just 910 and a 9510, but the 9510 had a worse auto, but it sold the auto grade 10. It's super interesting to me seeing what cards are dropping because those the nine went for twenty k, and the nine five on golden or on PWCC the twenty five, the one on alt sold for the best price, and that card itself had sold for either fifty six k or sixty three k, three four or five months ago. So I'm just waiting. Like there's no rush to buy these goats, and I'm not shocked that everything is going down except for ironically Giannis. But we'll have to see what happens in in two or three months if everything is still shitting the bed or not. So.
1: Have you seen what some of these Giannis, uh, like, second, third, fourth year flawless patch I autos mean, are doing? I
0: mean, I fucking, I don't have my, God, I have my, I have my Giannis Flawless. I can go Oh, grab yeah, it. I
1: forgot you have that. Some Do of these, like, second and quick? third year like, patch cool. autos are doing, like, 10K.
0: I, and mine is worth 5500 I traded for it from our friend Adam Meeks, PetroCat Sports Cards. Uh, I'm also repping all our friends because I have the Par for the Course uh, shirt on. So I'm just repping everyone today.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you said about the limited logo a little bit, you said like 36 it went for.
0: Uh, the one at all did 36k, but 33.
1: And so, like hypothetically, I'm pretty sure that's what like a low grade Giannis Immaculate RPA is going for, like 30, Ridiculous. 40, 45 range. Would you rather have LeBron? I'm assuming,
0: yeah. I mean, limited the one I'm logo. Going after, so the one I was going after had like the A from James on, on the patch, which was, it was really cool looking. Would have been my second limited logo that I've owned. I think I owned like an 05 or 0699. I bought it for like 19K in the winter and I flipped it. Um it's so interesting. It's sketchy auto. It was a sketchy auto and I did okay on it. Um you know it was fine. It was it was an okay card.
1: What are you thinking about?
0: Uh so I have my thoughts on cards. I love how we're in the 2022, 23 season. And some of the best products from last year's draft class are still coming out. Um, Even like okay products like Spectra came out last week, which is kind of funny. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Spectra basketball. However, there is no reason why this product should be coming out now. It's just kind of crazy to me.
1: I didn't Um, even realize Select doesn't come out until tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so happy Select Day, everyone, when you watch this or listen to it um select is fine but it's nothing crazy i do enjoy panini one and one however it's just one of those things where this should have came out six months ago mosaic is is whatever like you you can pick between select or mosaic so what contenders optic what you know like these these products are cool but it doesn't matter like there's nice stuff from each But this is like the good shit that should have came out like last, like February, April, March, May. Like it should have came out last year. And I actually looked this up because I was curious. So, Flawless 2020, 2021, Flawless Basketball. I know I wrote the release date here, Kai, but if you had a guess before I told you this, when would you have thought that came out?
1: So, that was LaMelo? Yep. Uh, I mean, I guess probably the like end of the season.
0: It came out January 26th, 2022. It came out this year. We are so far behind on this third year, right? It's fucking absurd. It doesn't make sense. He's in his third season, right? Lamello is, I believe in his third season. He hasn't played this year. I think because he's hurt.
1: That's crazy. So that released in the second half of his second season.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, because playoffs start in like May.
0: Yeah, it, dude, it's just crazy where we stand with cards. Like, this goes into that white noise thing, and I want to reference as much as I possibly can, but like, you can ignore so much and be okay. Like, if you didn't know who, um, who's a random player from last year?
1: Uh, Zeke uh, Najee. Shout out to from last year. But
0: doesn't even matter. If you if you wanted some random a Jonathan Kaminga, I think. Doesn't matter. If you want a Kaminga cars, you wait to now and get like a decent product at like a low price because no one is paying attention anymore because the new shiny prospects are coming out. But even those products suck that are already out for them. What they have like hoops, maybe? And and I think it's like
1: hoops and maybe like Donras. That's even yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. The thing is, it's just so funny. But you mean
1: me. Kaminga's year or this year?
0: I was talking about like the 2021 products. So that I believe that is Jonathan Kaminga.
1: Oh, I think they have like some decent. They have like Prism. They have like something, but they don't have everything yet.
0: No, that's that's what we're talking about. It's just crazy. Yeah. Where you know, in their second year, and like quality products are not coming out until literally. They're mid-week.
1: basically missing like two, three of the top six products probably
0: yeah it's crazy
1: but yeah i mean you want me to pull up this full sport release list if you want to we can talk about it and, and just see like where the fuck we I mean from. yeah so we're here yep this is tomorrow what's coming out i mean like four panini black football draft picks football see like you just can't have like you can't have a this <laughs> Like, you're telling me, dude, just, you're
0: telling me at week seven, week eight of the NFL season, you don't want some college products? How dare you, sir? You're going to like Aiden Hutchinson. You're going to like Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan jersey. You're going to like it up until uh, Flawless comes out I think, the following week, which is even dumber. I,
1: why would someone buy the college draft picks when regular ones are already starting to come out? It just doesn't make sense.
0: Kai, shut up. <laughs> you're right, but why shut they, up.
1: Like... I don't know how you can be in like the marketing department and think this is going to maximize your sales.
0: I mean, I get it. You have to price. You have to have cards for every price budget. But don't you think? Do it before the season. Don't you think there's a little too much too many fucking trading cards? Like this is dumb. Hundred percent.
1: But don't even get me started on some of these baseball products. Who the hell is buying Chronicles baseball?
0: Dude, I I've completely stopped paying attention to baseball products. It doesn't matter if it's not Bowman Chrome or or Tops chrome it doesn't matter like it's cool like to own like tier one which was one of my favorite products uh but it doesn't matter like if you want a prestigious patch auto like a good guy just wait on ebay like you can get a trout you can get a trout dynasty patch auto or something like that for you know
1: under a grand 800 bucks bucks. yeah Yeah. like do do a quick glance right here and tell me which one of these you think blows my mind that's actually a thing
0: I'm going to go with Tops Chrome MLS.
1: Close. Different sport. Look down a couple.
0: The mini baseball one, the online. Right above it.
1: The Tops Chrome Cosmic Baseball. What the fuck does that mean? How many Tops Bowman Chromes can you make? You're telling me you don't
0: like Ben Ball or Steve Ioki and
1: uh, the the Baby, let's
0: say? I don't know. (laughs) One of those could be fake. All those could be real. I really have no idea anymore.
1: But, yeah, I mean, you're just looking at this list and, like, there's too many. They're coming out too late. Like, something's got to change. Like, it's just they can't sustain like this.
0: Or it'll be 2026 or whenever Fnatic's over and we'll be getting 2023 rookies. So that's cool. If you want, like, Bronny James, just wait five years or whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you can only blame COVID and, like, supply line issues for so long or supply chain issues, I should say, for so long before it's just, like, all right, this is stupid. Like, this is just dumb.
1: Yeah, what we're twenty twenty two. That was yep. pretty much all done with a year and a half ago ish, a year ago. Yep. Like I don't, I don't see what the hold up could possibly be now, other than you were behind and you get caught up. Yep. Um, I had one more little card sort of point about this, and I don't know. I just feel like every single person, like young player or vet, like. The pricing doesn't matter, it's literally just everyone speculating, and that's what makes yep. their markets go up. There's nothing to do with winning or being good anymore. Like Jaws it, playing at MVP level, and I don't, it
0: matters when you're up. in the playoffs. But right now, even it's then, awesome. when they
1: get eliminated, they immediately plummet.
0: That's why you sell into the hype. Hype always outsells production, like every single time, dude. There's a reason why, like, these rookies will sell for stupid amounts of money. In three, six months when you know good products come, or I should say two years when their good products come out (laughs) after looking at that checklist, you know. Whenever Chet Holgram actually, by the time that Chet Holgram has like good cards coming out, he'll actually be playing again. So you can actually see if he's good or not. Um, but whenever that stuff does come out, you'll see stupid prices like from the beginning. So it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess my point's just more like the Warriors won last year, right? Yep. Like our curry cards. Like 0.25x what they were last year. I mean, I moved the a the lot of curry
0: recently. And I also have a Jordan Poole uh rated rookie green coming in uh from Thailand, I think. So I'll have that eventually. And that's number five. And I'm and I'm okay with getting that card and just see what happens with
1: pool. So But you think like Jordan Poole winning his first championship brings his cards up? Or I mean he it helps probably in the short term. Playing.
0: I just think that he's gonna keep evolving as a player, and that's why I traded for it.
1: But like my thing's like, why why does it matter if you win a championship if they're just gonna go down in three months? Like, what's the point of like even like trying?
0: Ah, uh, the point of trying is you just you capture the market when you have to, and hopefully you're able to get out financially and, and make some money and move on to the next one. Because in reality, that's all that unfortunately matters when it comes to trading cards, um, and the business side of it. The collecting side, the hobby side of it is a different conversation. Financially, it's all about making sure you put yourself in the best, best position always.
1: Yep. You just got to get out of it, I guess. Yeah. Be you wants know, to ahead. Long term. Unless you're like Zion and you can't walk. Don't even get <sighs> Dave started on that. Yeah, don't
0: get me started. I already have enough of uh, a gripe against Zion. Although he is playing. I don't know oh, if he'll hold up. But Isn't he hurt? Is he hurt? Fucking he out. has a bruise. Oh, it's already starting. I didn't even know he I'm was. I'm like
1: not, Oh, I didn't know you didn't know that. It's even worse now. Oh, Jesus.
0: Oh man, my Google's not working. All right, I'll look at it later. I'm like
1: ninety-nine percent sure he's out tonight with a bruise.
0: That's so funny. It's starting. I'm gonna be right. Because
1: he fell wrong. Oh, uh, sure.
0: of course he did. <laughs> what That's a shock. For Next
1: week, but yeah. What else did you have on your mind card? Where, uh, this is like encore, like actual stuff though.
0: Yeah. So one thing we want to talk about is like creating efficiency. Uh, whether it's your Instagram page, your eBay account, whatever. Um, I know that I don't like to look at cards 24-7. I like to make my shit as easy as possible. And some things that I've done, that I've practiced, what I preach, is maximizing that time and effort it takes to make sure that when someone DMs me on Instagram or on eBay, because they're always going to message you on eBay and ask for your best price, uh, that's as easy as possible. So on Instagram, what I like to do is I price everything I have when I get it. It's, it's priced on my Instagram page. You can see it. And then you're going to ask for the price anyway, but let's just say that you don't because you can already see it in front of you. Um, I remove stuff when it's sold. And when I'm at a show, I make sure everything is stickered. I want to make it as easy as possible for you to say, hey, you have the sticker to 2K. Last sale is 600 bucks. Can we work something out? You know what I mean? Now, obviously you run into issues where if you price something in January and it's October, let's say, your price is going to change. No shit. However, you're going to check alt, I'm going to check alt, car ladder, whatever, eBay. The sticker price is only relevant in that short period of time, maybe a month, if even. So understand that things will shift, but it makes it easier in that short term because no matter what happens, you're gonna check comps anyway, and so am I. So it doesn't necessarily matter, but it's about in that timing, making it as easy as possible for us.
1: Yeah, pretty much agree there. I don't do as many shows as you, obviously, but if I did, it'd be the same philosophy there. Um, pretty much what I do to make it as easy as possible. I mean, I have a little system. I've been doing this for probably the last year or so. I used to what I used to do was basically it would come in everything right to eBay, like no Facebook, anything else. Now pretty much what I do is get stuff in i make it into piles so first pile is grading possible second pile is keeping like pc sort of and third pile is like stuff i'm gonna sell immediately and first step for the selling is story posts uh um, easiest way to do things i mean i usually don't post like actual posts on instagram i don't know just not my thing really it's But the story posts efficient That you can dm you sold you delete the post it's pretty quick um and this what i found is like the reason i do this is like i would say about 50 percent of the cards i do this way it's like maximizing my profits from the story sale and then when i move when i don't move on the story sale it goes straight to ebay and that's where you make your little margins like 10 20 on those cards and then what doesn't move there basically goes con- to consignment i either break even or lose a little bit but in the long run with all that said and done it's You're winning more than you lose by a lot. Exactly, and it's basically the most time-efficient way I found to do it.
0: That's so funny because for me, what I like to do is Instagram posts. Well, also, you know, you'll go after a couple hundred-dollar cards, right? Like you'll you'll spend your time going after like yeah, fifty to five hundred-dollar cards these days, and you and you can do that. You're you're a little bit younger than me, you know. You're you're not really working a nine-to-five job, right? You're in school, so you're able to. You have more flexibility.
1: 30 to 40 cards rather than like three. Yeah. $1,500, $2,000 cards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's exactly it. So because you're a little be younger you have that flexibility with your time, you can go through that smaller stuff and make it worth your time if you were working nine to five job. You know, I'm a little bit older and that's funny. I'm, I'm fucking 26 years old. I work a real, you know, job. <laughs> I don't know why I put air quotes on my job, but whatever. Um, and in my mind, it's all about like maximizing efficiency and optimization, which is perfect because that's, that's what I do. And I would rather have, you know, those 10 to 50, you know, cards that are a grand to 20 grand than those $500, $600, $200 cards. However, you're able to maximize your margins that way. It's all a different, it's a million different ways to make money. If you're willing to be consistent and professional and concise about it, it's a million different ways to make money. And and whatever works for you in your budget or your time frame or both, you can really do well with if you are able to scale it.
1: Yeah, I know it's nice in cards too. A lot of people say this, but like, typically, like ninety nine percent of the time, you're not gonna buy if you want to like dabble with like trying. You're usually doing the two hundred dollar cards, but you want to try buying like a fifteen hundred dollar card, unless the dude murders fifty people, blows his ACL out, and never plays again. Like, you're not gonna lose all your money. You're only gonna lose a little bit. Like, you'll be fine if you want to try new things.
0: I'm pretty sure that uh, Henry Ruggs cards did spike after his DUI, so he could kill someone and you can make money which is really fucking That's weird true. to say and that might be the clip of the week but it's true <laughs> but now
1: where are they at
0: oh god we're really if we don't get canceled after this one i i'm gonna try harder next week <laughs>
1: but the point is like you don't you can like dabble if you're usually doing the smaller stuff you can try a bigger one in cards and not be worried about losing all your money
0: I mean, Mac Jones cards are pretty down, but I guarantee you they're not at zero right now. Or Jalen, or um, not Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields. I mean, Fields had a good game yesterday, so he might be up again for all you know. So, yeah, it's not going to go to zero, most likely. But, you know, if you're willing to have a floor of, say, $600 and a ceiling of, let's say, $2,500, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. It depends yeah. on what you want and how much risk you want to take.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave this next Oh, part. I'm going to give you the my. floor here. I, this is all you.
0: So this is something that I was asked about several times. This is something I have a very strong opinion about. It is the card world hype beast. It's so interesting to me. And, and I wrote a whole fucking paragraph and a narrative and a story, you know, got all those uh, key plot points going on. But I wrote a lot about this and I get asked occasionally about this. Why are people drawn to these type of individuals? And I wrote down the following. I think it's a confidence thing. Either you know they're drawn to these type of people because there's something about them that's admirable. You know, there's something about them showing off and flexing on everyone, being super cool. Like, oh man, you're very impressive and cool and amazing, and I love you. It's like it's a confidence thing, and there is something admirable to being so confident in yourself. That you're showing it all financially. You know, I think it's also the name of the game in what we are. We're in a high class, expensive hobby. You know, if I see you at a show and you're wearing a Louis Vuitton bag, and I've seen people wearing like handbag type Louis Vuitton every time or backpacks or whatever, and like a 20k Rolex, I know that you're a serious buyer. I probably have done more business than you, and I might be rocking a fucking black t shirt because I don't care. Uh, But hey, if you want to spend your money like that, like go ahead, do whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to stop you, but. I don't have to show off financially what I've done. My numbers will speak for themselves. Um, I also think it's an ego thing. You know, as men, we're driven by basically, what, three things? Money, sex, and power. So if you want to show, show off and, like, showcase yourself as, like, this cool, amazing dude, you know, you're emulating one of those two things or two of those three things, and maybe you can have the trifecta. You know, I don't really know or care what your fucking sex life's like, but if you're flexing on that ego and power and all that money you have, Maybe some fucking girl is going to be impressed by that. Or dude, I don't know. It's 2022. You can do whatever you want. I don't really care. You know, the way I look at it is truly that like I'm, I'm 26. I'm not that young, but I'm also not that old. But I also know that financially I've done a million dollars plus in cards. And you would never know that by looking at me. You know, I, I felt weird. I bought Bose headphones, like some nice Bose headphones recently for 350 bucks on Amazon. And the funny thing is in high-end deals that I've done, 350 is a rounding number. Like that's a rounding error. You make that mistake in a deal. And I felt weird buying those for myself. You know, um, I wore Ace's shoes on Amazon for the last seven years basically. I finally got myself some nice shoes recently for my birthday. Like I don't feel the need to dress to impress. I don't really care. It's very interesting to me though. Because my best friend, the same guy who go to Eagles games with me because it's fun, actually does dress the part. You know, he'll wear nice clothes to shows whenever he comes to them with me. And he'll wear like a 10, 15K Rolex that he got. And I don't think I've ever spent 10K or 15K on clothes in my entire life. It doesn't mean anything to me. Um, You know, I have every expectation and I know for a fact that I'm successful. And that could be cocky, that could be arrogant. But you know, in my heart of hearts, I know It's true. And I know what I've done. I, could, I know what I've achieved is what some people will only aspire to be. It's a very confident thing to say. It's a little cocky, but you know what? It is confident and it's true to myself. Uh, I have no need, desire, or want to showcase it. I don't. And you could say I'm a hypocrite now for now to of the podcast. I don't fucking care. This is who I am. You know what I mean? Um, I've never struggled or I've never been more confident, I should say, in myself as a person than I'm at this moment in time. I struggled with that confidence when I was younger, but I know who I am now, and that's all I've ever wanted. And I can understand if you're younger, if you're a younger audience member, this is the point where you really listen up. That shit is not real. The hypebeast mentality and that lifestyle is not real life. It's not admirable. It's always aspiring. It's not real. Um, it's not fulfilling. You know, you can impress dudes all you want, like a big old sausage party. You can impress dudes all you want, like it's a big old sausage party. I wrote that down, so I was reading it again. (sighs) But, you know, the only person who has to answer for your actions is yourself. Did you improve today? Uh, Did you really make yourself a better person? Or did you just set up more mirrors for yourself? What do you actually want to be? So in conclusion, Hypebeast live a fake life that i don't think is authentic they're putting up mirrors to themselves trying to impress others that are also doing the same thing if you're a younger audience member i would encourage you to find what makes you actually happy uh and drive towards that this shit doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't i
1: would say uh in the card world as well like a good amount of the people that are these hype beasts are also kind of giving an unrealistic like perception expectation because honestly a lot of them come from like different sectors of like the like business world they aren't like card made people that like walk around with these bags like i don't know young people that like watch youtube videos and shit about this like they get like a false sense of like it's not real it's not real right yeah yeah. That's
0: the thing too, is that like, obviously everyone has a different upbringing as well. And I'm lucky to say that I had a, a very good one growing up, but we also understood the value of money and money when it's not respected is not earned. It's not, it's not going to be for fl- forever. You have to respect where money comes from and the effort and time it takes to earn it and always understand that it can be taken away. It's not a privilege.
1: That's like one of those things I see at card shows when I do go to the bigger ones, like You'll see like eleven-year-olds walking around now with throwing around hundred-dollar bills like it's nothing. It's like they just don't wild. don't understand anything.
0: Do you actually have the image of the hype? So before the episode, we were oh, looking at hype. Right. Now this is funny. This is okay. Um, so on screen right now, Kai's pulling up a Google picture of the word hype beast. Now, if you're listening to the audio version, I'm sorry, but if you're on YouTube, look at these people. You could tell me every person here has a Zion case with them, and I would believe you because if you've ever gone to a card show, you can see basically every kind of person here. One, They're all missing Louis Vuitton bags, unfortunately, and, like, fanny packs or whatever. But, like, every person here could be a card collector, and you would know it immediately.
1: Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, you basically. can see it. Yep.
0: It's just so crazy, man. Like... I do love where cards are at and I'm excited to see the future. And I think that's also honestly kind of why I'm happy that cards are going down because I see this crowd leaving and I'm very, I okay do as
1: with well. That. I or, think that's part of what's happening right now.
0: Are we bad people for, for wishing that or are we just being realistic about a hobby slash business that we love growing, which I think is what I want.
1: I mean the, the whole, the whole cards as a whole has grown no matter what you can't take that away it's just like yep. the prices are going down like people know about cards more than they ever have
0: well also general generally generally make sure that's clear these people are joining in 2019 2020 2021 buying mac jones or other bad quarterbacks and were, rookies. yeah, and losing their ass so you know they never saw the card market when it was generally normal and i and i'm a relative newbie, I would call myself. I joined Sports Trading Cards in 2015. So while I know what I'm doing now, you compare me to a 45-year-old man who's been doing this for 35 years. Yeah, I'm a fucking child. But I also look at it as a business from not day one, but year one, roughly. So I have a little bit of a different perspective. I don't know how long you've been in cards, Kai. I know it's been around the same time as me, not a little Probably bit more. Like
1: seven years total. Yeah, so... Many years like
0: now? We we at least have the foresight of a world pre-COVID when things were relatively normal. And obviously the scale of where we are today versus then is not the same. But we have seen the card world before. And I don't know if I ever get back to that number or, the, or those values or whatever. It probably never will. But we have perspective and we
1: can teach that. Exactly. It's all about perspective.
0: Yeah. Like cards may be down in the last year or two. And I hate when people use this knowledge. but if, if you zoom out the graph far enough away, you can see the growth. But there is truth to that. You might not have experienced it. You know, there was an example. Uh, Slab Stocks had a post recently. It was the Patrick Mahomes optic, or uh, sorry, Patrick Mahomes gold vinyl rookie to five. I Each saw that. Yep. So, for those who have not seen this, there, there were four public sales of the Mahomes rated rookie or gold vinyl rookie, I should say, to five. It sold in like 2017 or 2018 for like 150 bucks, 500 bucks.
1: Then it sold for I think 400. it was 500 and then 400.
0: Exactly. It was $500 to 400K. And then it went to 360 and then like 150K. Yeah. I yeah, exactly Guess, guess who won in the end on that one? The guy who sold it first because yeah. he had, he, you know, or the guy who sold it second, I should say. You know what I'm trying to say there? Um, he saw the graph going only up, but if you look at those last few cells, obviously it's going down. You zoom out a little bit, you can see uh the world is different, and and the cards definitely reflect that. So,
1: yeah, it's definitely why people are have been slowly phasing out in the last year. So they don't know how to how to deal with a loss. I feel like everything was just going up, so people are people are losing their minds. The hype beasts when they lose fifty bucks.
0: This is where the real money's made, though. It is. Yeah. You know anyone can make money when things are good but I can tell you kind of my business and it's opportunity I'm still experiencing growth year over year and I know that I will continue to and the financial side that I'm going to save and wait on the second that I think there's an opportunity to go buy something that I think can go to 50, have 100k I'm going to go after I don't know what it is yet but I can tell you that I'm waiting
1: and well, the funny thing away. about what you typically do is you, you basically when these hype beasts are kind of done with it they want to take what they have left you kind of kill them in a way you kind yeah. of just buy their cards at like 60% and they're done I mean you listen, sell
0: them. I'll, t- I'll take their watch too while they're at it and let me see what size yeah. that bag is <laughs> you know what I mean yep but yeah I mean that's all I got today man anything any closing thoughts that you have we're really good at hitting the hour mark like it's very we fun. really we are we, we 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 write some scripts and like we prepare accordingly but like we consistently hit that hour mark, and that's not intentional, but when you have good conversation, it just fucking flies. So,
1: Yeah, um, I think there might be a little teaser maybe in a couple of weeks, might be a little guest or something coming on, but who knows about We, that. we did
0: confirm our guest. What we're going to be doing is every five to 10 episodes, we're going to have a guest on. Uh, we don't want to do it every week, obviously, with we, the message or the podcast is Kai and I, um, but we want to make sure that we invite quality premium members um, that we are friends with, thankfully, who are interested in in, in being on this and, and talking and giving their own perspective. Uh, I did talk to our guest. Uh, He's very excited to be on, and that will be in a couple of weeks. So we have that locked down. Our schedule will coordinate with him. And uh, I know that we're overshadowing episode four now. Uh, but episode five is going to start someone that you all have seen and you know of. And we're very lucky to be considering, uh, we're very lucky to that he considers us his friend and he's willing to do this with us. So I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, cool things to come. Uh, if you guys listened this far, thank you. Feel yep. free to give us a rating or a comment or a like or anything I can't you wait. enjoyed.
0: I can't wait for the clip about uh, people murdering someone and then Henry Vrox comes up. That's going to be really questionable, but I'm excited to see the comments for for that one. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, I'm definitely afraid of spiders, whatever my fucking name was this week, and I'll write something funny next week.
1: Thanks, guys. See you next week.
0: Peace.